Hey everyone, I'm Kelly Mobeck, a coach and a leadership trainer, and I'm super passionate about helping you find out who you are authentically as a leader, own it, and go out and make an impact in your life and the lives of others. This world needs your leadership, your gifts, your unique brilliance, and I believe that real leaders don't wait, they create. I know firsthand that life is going to throw us curveballs, that we're going to doubt our greatness, our ideas, and our contributions. And my goal is that you believe in yourself beyond reason, and I get to be a coach and a champion for you each week so that you feel inspired, motivated, and most important, in action toward your unique impact in this world. So let's jump in. This episode is sponsored by Lyft the Leadership Impact Forum. Stay tuned at the end of this podcast for information on how you can participate in this exciting program. Hey everyone, this is Coach Kelly and I am, I know I'm always excited. I, 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 I'm gonna just fully admit that I am. Today, I am particularly so excited because we have an amazing guest here. He literally is a listener's favorite. You might remember an episode about investing in yourself. He's back. And I'm just going to go right into introducing him today because the topic that we're talking about is such a gem and he is such an expert in this area. And this episode is going to be fire. So you know what, y'all make sure you have note paper, pen, you are going to want to take notes because it is going to be amazing. We are going to be talking about what do you say about yourself? So y'all want to know that, right? I am thrilled beyond thrilled to have back fan favorite, Mr. Steve Domeyer. Yes, he's here. He's here. So I'll welcome him in just a sec. Let me tell you a little bit something about Steve. Steve Domeyer's mission is to help people tell their stories better. As an award-winning marketing executive for Disney and Warner Brothers, he's helped TV shows find audiences. As a university lecturer, he helps students find careers. And as a communications consultant, he helps his clients find the best way to discover what value they provide to the world and then how to convey that to their customers. And I got to tell you, he is amazing. He truly is. I know that firsthand he has supported me massively in, in pivots in my career and being able to, you know, talk super clearly about it. He's helped, he's helped my children. He has helped my children do that as well. And so many other people that I know he is absolutely brilliant. So I want to welcome Steve Dolmeyer back to the podcast. Hi, Steve. How are (laughs) you? I'm great. It's great to be with you again. It's always fun to to talk to you and spend time with you. And it, it, it's funny because this topic of, of what do you say about yourself, I think is kind of important. As, as a marketing and communications consultant, what I do is I strive to help people tell their stories better. And I do that in various ways. Most of it's advertising related, but oftentimes that involves helping my clients with their pitch. And mm-hmm. some people call this an elevator pitch, mm-hmm. you know, back when we used to ride in elevators and be in person with people. Right. Um, it, in other words, the notion here is in 30 seconds, the length of an elevator ride, can you tell people who you are and tell them about yourself? That's that's kind of the notion 
of of pitch. But in essence, it's really it's really a response. It's simply a response to the question, what do you do? Or what line of work are you in? And I think this is an incredibly rich opportunity. And for most of us, we often squander that. And mm. the reason we squander it is because we haven't taken the time to think about exactly what we want to say and then craft a response that's meaningful and effective. Mm -hmm. So I, if everyone listening right now, I want you to take a moment and think when you're asked that question, when people say, tell me about yourself, what do you do? What do you say? Mm -hmm. Most people kind of give their title or their occupation and say the company they work for, but that kind of forces the other person to, to try and dig a little deeper and go, well, what does that mean? What do you, and so the, the, they're trying to do the work of figuring out what it is you do. What story are you telling about yourself? And I think it's really important for you to succinctly, clearly tell people that you meet who you are and what it is you do. So now, of course, we're starting, we're, you know, returning to meeting people in person. And of course, just because we had the pandemic doesn't mean we weren't meeting people. We were doing it via Zoom. And so this, it becomes a really important thing to do as we kind of get back to socialization again. I think it's really important for us to talk about who we are and what we do. Mm -hmm. um, I, I finished a book that, that David Topas wrote called Talk to Strangers. Mm -hmm. and, and he said something I thought was very interesting in that book. He says, nothing will ever beat sharing physical space shaking a hand and looking someone in the eye when it comes to creating and cultivating quality relationships. Mm -hmm. But later in the book, he says, but the key is to present yourself as a value proposition. So you have to explain what you do and why that might be of value to the other person, the person you're talking to. Brilliant. That's brilliant. And, and before we move on, I have, you know, I've got a few questions for you, Steve. Let me do a little quick recap. You guys, here's the specific questions that Steve is, is having you ask yourself. Number one, tell me about yourself, right? So sit and write down, write down the answer to that question. Tell me about yourself. What would you say to that? What would you, how would you answer that? And also write down what story are you telling about yourself so that you can really get grounded and clear about it. And believe me, Steve is always a wealth of knowledge and has so many books. So just so y'all know, <laughs> I will drop those in the show notes and on the website. So we'll go through that. But remember also presenting yourself as a value proposition as you're cultivating these quality relationships. So great. I'm telling you, he is going to drop nuggets. He's going to drop them. So write those notes and I'll, I'll be sure to recap some of them for you. Steve, that's brilliant. And something that I know when you work with your clients who are looking to brand their company or market themselves, you use a method called the three D's, which I personally love anything in threes makes it so nice and simple. I also like that they're D's because it just lines up with your last name as well. It's so brilliant. <laughs> so can you explain what the three D's are? Yeah, this is something that my clients find very helpful. The three D's are discover, describe, and disseminate. And it's kind of the process for figuring out your whole marketing plan, whether uh -huh. you're an individual or you work at a company or just, you know, selling yourself. So the first step, the first D is discover. Mm -hmm. This is kind of introspective. This is where you find out who you are, what your strengths are, what accomplishments you've made and what your ambitions are. It's mm -hmm. a really crucial first step because 
you can't tell people about yourself until you've figured out who you are. And yeah. a lot of my clients are, are really appreciating this first step because a lot of them are just busy going to school or working at their job and they haven't really stopped down to think about, wait, 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 wait. who am I? What am I good at doing? What have I done so far? And where do I want to go? So yeah. the discover is really, really crucial. I, it's not something I've had in my class at LMU that I teach yet. I'm going to be incorporating it uh, this spring semester because I think it's really important. I want students oh. to think about themselves. Oh, they are in for some good gems. Yeah. <laughs> so good, so yes. The, the second of the three Ds is to describe it. And mm -hmm. that's where you use compelling writing to garner interest. My company is SD Creative Consulting because my background in marketing television shows over the years, you know, we did TV spots and radio ads and print things. And so words are kind of the things that I play with. And, mm -hmm. and one of the things I talk about is being able to write compelling copy. Mm -hmm. Crafting that is really important and taking the time and effort to work to write words that are that are effective is really important. So that's mm -hmm. kind of where my clients uh, use my expertise in the, in the description process because they'll tell me about themselves. And I said, oh, what you mean is you kind of do this. And they're like, oh yeah, that's a great way to say it. Yeah, we can't always see that for ourselves. We right. need, sometimes we need someone else to look at that for us. Yes. Then, once those two Ds are done, the third D is to disseminate and get that information out there. So that's the process. Once you've figured out who you are and describe it, now how do you disseminate it? How do you get that info out there? And the pitch is kind of step number one in dissemination because that's the one you're going to use most often and in all forms. No matter where you go, you're going to be giving your pitch. People want to know orally who you are. Fantastic. Fantastic. So remember, discover, describe, disseminate. And you guys can always rewind at any time during this podcast to get those, you know, I don't want to call them definitions, but this is how we do it and why it's important. Ooh, so good. So good. Everybody's going to be out there talking about themselves, tooting their horn. I love it. I love it. Why are many of us giving our pitch and it doesn't work? Well, most of us are bad at it. And the phrase you just use is perfect. Tooting your own horn. We are, we are taught not to toot your own horn. Right. right. We're told all the time, just like, oh, just do good work and mm -hmm. that'll speak for itself and you'll mm -hmm. get noticed that sometimes works, but we can't rely on that. A hundred percent. And years ago, before I met Coach Kelly, the fabulous coach, another coach I talked to suggested a book to me that I recommend all the time. It's kind of the Bible of great pitching mm -hmm. and it's, it's called Brag, The Art of Tooting Your Own Horn Without Blowing It. I love and that. Peggy Kloss wrote this book. And of course she was like me in entertainment and would listen to pitches and, and uh, figured out better ways to do it. And she gives you permission to talk about yourself in a positive fashion. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, even though it's called brag exclamation point, you're not really bragging. You're doing it in a way where you're not saying I did these great things. It's much more subtle than that. It's much more effective than that. So there are really two reasons why we're bad at giving our pitch. One is we've got this ingrained culture that we're not supposed to talk about ourselves and toot our own horns. And the second most important reason is we don't practice this. Right. Right. Like, like a lot of things in life, there are things we, we should be doing. We don't want to mm -hmm. shoot on ourselves, but thank you, Steve. Uh, I, I, I see. I, I'm a, I'm a podcast listener. I listen <laughs> to Coach Kelly's podcast. I follow it. Um, so like, like many things, we don't take the time to do the proper preparation for something that's going to have long-term consequences for us. Think about it. Did you floss today? Did you floss yesterday? Mm -hmm. Did you exercise? 
Are you investing properly? Ah, these are things that we all know we should be doing, but we may not be doing them. So it's, it's kind of a natural tendency for us to ignore this kind of stuff, but we should be exercising. We should be flossing. We should be investing properly and we should be working on our pitch as well. So like, like all these things, the time we take to work on telling our story, making our pitch, it's going to pay off massively for us in the future. I agree with you so much. And, and with the entrepreneurs that I work with, with the leaders that I work with, this is one of the things that can be challenging, really. Like I hear it all the time and we want to get it just right and absolutely perfect versus let me really dive in. Like Steve is saying, let me really get clear on this and practice it because when we practice it, we can see what's working, what's not working, make some tweaks along the way. And through that practice, the next thing, you know, like we're not thinking about flossing anymore. We're just doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, it becomes, it becomes a habit, right? It becomes a habit. So I love that you really enforce that we've got to practice it. And, and it's one of the things that I see a lot of people avoiding and mostly given what's what Steve was talking about. We were not brought up to toot our horns. We were not brought up to talk about ourselves, but you know what, if we're not, nobody else is either. Right. And, and I think, I don't know if it was James clear, uh, made, made the analogy about, uh, flossing. He goes, don't, don't try and floss every day. Just have the floss out there and just say, I'm going to floss one tooth. Just m commit that small, tiny habit. Yes. I'm just going to floss one. Well, what happens when you do one? It's like, well, I'll do the one next one. And the other one, all of a sudden you're flossing your teeth. So yes. Oh, I Baby love steps. that. Okay. That was a goosebump moment. I love that. <laughs> yes. It, it gets back to the old story about how do you eat an elephant? One bite, one bite at a time. At a time. Yeah. 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 One bite at a Not that Steve and I are eating elephants. We want to be really clear. This is just an age, age old. <laughs> How do you do that? Because we, you know, when it's some, when it's something seems so big, it's like, how do you climb the mountain? One step at a time. Right. So good. Yeah. So good. So Steve, what opportunities are we missing when we don't tell our story very well? Wow. Uh, just <laughs> it's, as I said, it, it is sort of squandering an opportunity We're we're losing the, the chance to maybe engage with a new friend or form an alliance or get new business or a referral or a client. We're missing the opportunity to expand our network and, mm -hmm. and to find out who needs your help. So yeah. honing your pitch is really crucial. It's, it's, you're really wasting terrific opportunity here. You know what? I'm going to tell on myself. This was, this was, I may have shared this with you, Steve, because we talk about this. I remember a really dear friend of mine said, came to me one day, this was a while ago. And she said, you know, I feel like a bad friend. And I'm like, what? I mean, you're a great friend. What do you mean? And she said, someone was asking me what you do. And I actually couldn't really explain it. Mm. And I thought that was fantastic feedback for me all. And, and I really did clarify that wasn't really on her. That meant I was not talking about who I am and how I help people in a way that a friend or anybody for that matter could share that with people that were inquiring. So going back to, you know, expanding your network, things like that. And I don't know, you know, and my clients and I, we talk about this all the time, everybody in your life is a connector at some level, even the people closest to us. So that was just one of those mind blowing. And I went, okay, well, we got to start talking a little bit more about well, what, what we do here. 
Yeah, and you want your network to be your advertising uh, arm as well. I mean, if the people in your life don't know what you do and can't tell other people, then they can't they can't refer other people to you. So right. the people they meet can't be helped by you. That's so right. That's why it's it's really important for you to have a message that's really simple to to get across to everybody. And maybe that's a good test for listeners yeah. to go through and ask five people if they know what it is you do, not your parents, by the way, because parents don't know what their children do. They never do. <laughs> I don't know why there's something about them. That <laughs> so I can never describe. I think she works for so-and-so, but, <laughs> so but, but, but other people you meet, ask them mm -hmm. what it is they you, you do. And it, I, I think that'll be very revealing. I love that. I think that's such a great exercise uh, because feedback is so important. It's so important. Mm -hmm. And remember that it is always feedback. It really, really is. And, and, and rather than getting frustrated or mad at yourself, it's just information. Awesome. What do I want to do with it? Oh, I love that exercise. Okay. So Steve, you have a background in communication. Is this something that regular people can do? Oh, sure. Yeah. Just because I've studied communication and got a degree in it and teach it and all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, th that doesn't mean that regular people can't do this okay. uh, as well, because who's better to tell your story than you? Thank you may you. need a little assistance along the way. And that's, that's what I, I like to provide people, but you can do it. The key, I think, is to have bullet points of what you want to say rather than creating a formal memorized script, because mm -hmm. most people I have found in my years of working in entertainment, most people aren't able to read copy in a way that doesn't sound like they're reading. It's a tough thing to do. It, it, it's very difficult. So that's why just having it be bullet points that you talk about, points you want to hit, seems to be much more effective. And then, you know, I think the idea here is to practice it um, as much as possible and try your pitch with everyone you come in contact with. We were talking about how, you know, it's important to rehearse it and practice it. The analogy I like to give is of uh, standard comedians. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of in the day before pre-pandemic going to comedy clubs right, and listening yeah. to stand-up comics. And every once in a while, you'll see the, a big name, you know, comic come in and he'll do some jokes and you're going, boy, some of that stuff wasn't very funny. That's because they're testing it out. <gasps> when you see a stand-up comic perform, that's not the first time they're saying this stuff. They have honed that over years. Gary Goleman is a terrific comedian and he did a, a, a series on Twitter on, on advice on how to do stand-up well. And he talks about the hard work that goes into this. So stand-up comics are constantly refining their sets, you know, their, their list of jokes, their routines over and over again to bounce off audiences and see what works, what resonates, what works well. And you need to do the same thing with your pitch. If you have a line and, and people's eyes glaze over when you say it, mm, maybe yeah. that's not the best way to say it, come up with something yeah. better. And, and if this sounds like a lot of work, it is, <laughs> it's a lot of work, yeah. but, but what you're working on is the story of your life. So yes. it should be fun for you. Uh, it's going to change and evolve over time and make sure you're tailoring your pitch for your audience, right? We talked about how parents never know what you're doing. If you're going to tell your grandma what your job is, that's you're going to use different words and phrases than if you're talking to a hiring manager or a recruiter or a potential client. And, you know, so you need to, to vary it. So based on who the audience is. So that's why having a memorized script that here is my pitch that I give <laughs> to everyone will not yeah. work. Will yeah. not work. Get the main points you want to get across, and then you'll be able to 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 deliver it in a fashion that's going to be effective to your to your listener. Remember, communication is not in the sender; it's in the receiver. 
Oh, all, all that matters is what people heard, not what you said. That's exactly right. That's exactly. And by the way, that's a whole other podcast episode um, because it is true. The meaning of the communication is the response that you get. So where did it land with your listener? Anyway, that's an, that's a, as I like to say, a whole other Oprah. We'll do, we'll do an episode on that one, Steve, down the road for sure. <laughs> but good. I love that. I love that tailoring. Who am I talking to? Who, what, it, what is it that they want to know and practice? And by the way, I did not know that about stand-up comedians and how great is that a little insider information, but also, man, that just really tells you the value of practicing and looking at what works, doesn't work, switch it up, pivot and move on. I love that. Love it. Giving yourself permission to practice. The secret to to life is hard work, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. And, and getting out of your own way. That's the other thing, getting out of your own way. I think there's some line about uh, opportunities showed up, but it was dressed as hard work. So there's some line about that where it's like, oh yeah, that stuff's not going to fall your way. You're going to have to put in the effort to, to make it there. But again, your pitch, that's your story. Why wouldn't you yeah. want to work on that? Yes. And, and the, the benefit is people find out uh, it's, it's kind of when I work with my clients, it's very uplifting for them because they just think, oh, I'm, I'm a so-and-so and I do this job. When I start talking to them, they start realizing, oh, look at, look at the value I provide. Oh, wow. I, I, I do this. That's great. And what, one of my favorite stories about one of my clients is in the process, we were working on her resume. Mm-hmm. We, we went through her resume and in the process of redoing it, she realized what she had accomplished and the value she had. And she ended up getting a promotion to VP as a result. She was able See? to go in and articulate it. And that's fabulous. Wow. wow. That's huge value. <laughs> that's huge value. When your clients put in the work you're asking for, what are you finding as the result? That was one. That that's was one. one. Yeah, that was a great one. one. But yeah, what are I some think- others? My clients, in general, they get more opportunities and clients and jobs. You know, what I do is I help people tell their stories and Mm -hmm. as I mentioned, fix their resumes or polish their LinkedIn profiles or redesign their website, business cards, whatever. It's all communication, right? All this stuff is how we communicate Mm -hmm. to the world, but it all starts with the pitch. An Mm -hmm. effective pitch intrigues the listener and then provides the space for more discussion, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, It's a conversation. Um, but to answer your question about the result, I think the best way to see my results is to go to my LinkedIn profile and see the recommendations that I've received. Because one of the things I ask my clients to do is to write a recommendation for me. I don't do it purely as a marketing device. I mean, I as I am a marketer and I know word of mouth is very effective, but I do it because I want my clients to know they're going to be delighted in what I provided for them. And so it holds my feet to the fire to make sure that the work I do with them, they're delighted in the result. So, so that, that's why I have them do it. And it's great because this is, this is word of mouth, right? This is, this is how, uh, you know, it's the best advertising in the world. So I'll let my clients testify on my behalf. Brilliant. And are y'all listening to that? That's another big nugget, not just here's, here's, here's what I do, but also getting in the habit of asking for recommendations, testimonials, things like that. It gives you feedback, but it's another way to spread the word on the great work that you are doing and the impact that you're making with people. So I love that. Steve, you know, I'm dying to, I'm dying for you to share this with everyone. Tell us what we're going to get into the secrets here. What makes for a good pitch? Well, you know, there are several 
templates that I share with my clients. One's called the Hollywood pitch. That's kind of geared towards people in the entertainment industry. Laura Allen has four steps, but essentially a good pitch does three things. You have to let people know what you do, how you add value to the community and how the people you're pitching to can help you. So a good pitch starts with a compelling line that leads the listener to say, tell me more, or at least think that. Like, what are you? Oh, that's interesting. Intriguing. So you want to tell people what you do, but most importantly, why you do it. Back to Simon Sinek, start with why, right? Yes. Um, yes. And, and, and as you work on your pitch, ideally it's structured in layers so that it becomes more specific as you progress and then is editable on the fly. We talked about having the bullet points there. So depending upon the interest of your audience, you know, you can, you can change things around as Doing the layers helps because as they indicate they want to hear more, you can progress to things like my special skills are, and then listing whatever your special skills are. And this is really helpful, that special skills portion, as it could trigger in your listener a need they may have that you can fill. Mm-hmm. You know, good pitches, there's a lot of techniques involved here. Dan Pink, the, the author, uh, he's written many great books, one of which is To Sell is Human. He details six types of pitch one of which is the rhyming pitch. And this, this kind of cognitive scientists have done experiments that showed sayings that rhymed like a stitch in time saves nine. Mm-hmm. They're gauged as more accurate because of what linguists and cognitive scientists call processing fluency. It's, it, information is taken more easily by our brains. When mm-hmm. something rhymes, we know what to expect it. There's a, there's a symmetry there. Mm-hmm. So, so if you have, if you can incorporate a rhyme somewhere in there, that's helpful. You don't have to, of course. One of my uh, friends that I've I met, his, his name is Sam Lamb. Wonderful. Wonderfully already his name rhymes, right? But what does he do in his pitch? Every time he says, I'm Sam Lamb, the insurance man. Yes. That's what Sam does. Yes. You can go to a meeting. There'll be 15, 20 people around the table. Everyone remembers what Sam Lamb does. Right. So, so the goal here is to make your pitch sticky okay. so that people remember it afterwards. And, and Chip and Dan Heath wrote that great book, Made to Stick. Mm-hmm. I know I'm like, you can tell the university professor is always suggesting books. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. If I'm ever, if there's ever a topic, I know I can go to Steve. <laughs> he was like, yes, but, here's one. But, I can, but I'm distilling it down for you. So you don't necessarily have to read the entire book. I'm giving an, you the, the another, the another book. amazing gift you have. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Well, that book, Made to Stick, has a, a, an acronym. The, the outline, uh, the acronym is SUCCESS, which mm-hmm. shows how things, you know, what characteristics something has to have to make an idea sticky. Mm-hmm. And the acronym is SUCCESS. And it stands for Simple, Unexpected, Concrete, Credible, Emotional Stories. Mm-hmm. From that, I, I took that notion of stickiness and, and plucked that out and really honed in on the simple concrete stories portion of it. So when I have my clients and I encourage your listeners to, to listen to, to create their pitch, use words that are concrete and believable, concrete and credible. And that's going to help people remember your, what you're saying, your story even better. It makes it easier for audiences to understand and remember the stories. If you're using abstract words, we can't picture that in our heads, mm-hmm. but we don't have a, a, a form of what it is you're saying, and we can't remember it as well. So that's the, that's one of the things I really suggest is to use concrete language. Mm-hmm. So tell people exactly what it is you do in ways we understand. If you're new, if you're using terms that just your business use that people can't relate to, not going to be helpful. 
okay. uh, especially if they're made up titles. Right. Amazing. I love that made to made to stick the success model by Chip yeah. and Dan Heath. I love it. These are all going to be in the show notes. You guys, I love this. What's the main point people need to get across in their pitch? One of the things I've been recommending recently is asking people to make sure they're conveying, how are you helping make the world a better place? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've talked before about the, the analogy of the, of the three uh, stone masons who are working side by side. And the person, you know, the guy says, what are you doing? He goes, I'm, I'm putting these stones down. And this, this, and the second guy gets asked the same question. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm building a wall and that they're or building a wall for a cathedral. And the third guy gets asked and he says, I'm helping people get closer to God. Ooh, yeah. That's what he's doing, right? <laughs> That's, That's the goal. So this is what I ask everybody to do. Think of what the big idea is of what you're doing. How are you helping people? Ultimately, if you're a school crossing guard, are you, is your job? I'm a school crossing guard. I walk back and forth. No, you're helping ensure children's safety. Yeah. So they can get the education they want. Think That's about right. it that way. That's and, right. And, and if you do your pitch and explain how you're making the world a better place, and you don't have to use those words, obviously, please don't. No matter who you're talking to, they're going to be on your side, mm-hmm. whether they hire you or not, or whether they, you know, they, they employ you uh, or not. I know that why this idea is important is I know one of your favorite people to, to learn from is uh, Brendan Burchard. Mm-hmm. And, and I, got a, I read a quote from his High Performance Habits another book I read, uh, he, he writes, the world cares less about your strengths and personality than about your service and meaningful contribution to others. Yes, absolutely. They, what are you doing to make us? Okay. Now, again, there are people who just, I'm just here. To, I have my job to make money. Okay, that's fine. But the people who are trying to make the world a better place, well, well, we're all on your side for that, right? Now, if what you're doing is solely about making money, that's fine. But then explain how what you do or what you sell is of higher quality than other people's. So at least you're providing a good value. So if you're, you know, if, if the thing you're doing is just to make money just show how you do it more efficiently and more effectively, because then you're kind of serving your clients better as well. Such a great example that you gave about laying stone and the one that really hits home. I help people get closer to God. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, you know? And so I loved how you brought that in. Like, what's the very biggest picture? Cause I think sometimes we have that, you know, where we want to explain what we do versus the impact. Right. Right. So, Oh, I loved that example. That's fantastic. So Steve, can you break this down? What are the main takeaways from our chat today? Well, what I'd love everybody to remember is that when someone says, tell me about yourself or what do you do? Don't see it as a a inquisition. Yeah. View it as a tremendous opportunity for you to make your pitch, to tell your story, or just to start a conversation that could be mutually beneficial, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's the invitation to a dialogue. So Mm -hmm. one of the things too, I encourage people to do is to at once they've given their pitch and say, and you turn it back onto the other person. It's a volley. It's a, it's an invitation to a dialogue, do it back and forth. The, another takeaway is that please remember that having an effective pitch isn't going to happen magically. It's going to take work. You're going to have to put some effort into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I recommend the, the, the process of discover, describe and disseminate the three D's to think mm-hmm. about, you know, d- look, dig deeply into what it is you're doing 
and then work on the words that describe what you're doing in a concrete, credible way to tell your story. And then you can go about disseminating it to everybody you meet and practicing mm -hmm. it and honing it and refining it. And don't be afraid to toot your own horn. People mm -hmm. want to know what it is you do, how you add value to the community and how they can help you. Mm -hmm. My ideal clients would be blah, blah, blah. That's a great thing to know. Who can I send your way? That's really good. Mm -hmm. You have to give other people the tools they need to help you, right? And when this happens, you're going to be amazed at the opportunities that present themselves when you put in the work to do this. So Kelly, I ask all of your listeners to stop and ask themselves, do I want to make my full contribution to the world? Mm -hmm. Do I want more opportunities to come my way instead of to those who are less deserving? Because one of the reasons why is, you don't want that job or that client or that opportunity to go so to somebody else who's less deserving just because they were bold and they were bragging about it. I, you know, for many years, I hesitated selling myself to other people because I didn't want to be seen as a braggart or, you know, I don't want to be a kiss. Yeah. No, no, no. You've got to let other people know of your value because think about this. Aren't you helping other people when they don't have to figure out what it is you do? And then they can refer jobs or clients to you. You're helping other people that way. So I encourage everybody to give this a try and to see the difference that it makes. Hopefully just going through this process should prove clarifying to you as it does to my clients. Brilliant. Brilliant. Please remember, you can hit rewind and go through every single one of those. Those are That was a great breakdown. Thank you so much. Hey, you guys, we are going to be right back after this important message. So stay tuned. Are you looking to grow your leadership skills? Are you ready to take the lead in your life personally and professionally? Are you someone who feels called to do something bigger than yourself? If you're ready to lift yourself to the next level, to meet the authentic leader that you are and create an impact in your life and the lives of others, then LIFT, the Leadership Impact Forum, is for you. This multi-week training program, led by Coach Kelly, will teach you the 10 leadership principles that will help you become more productive and fulfilled in your personal and professional life. The LIFT program includes weekly group coaching sessions designed for you to reach the outcomes you want. This is your opportunity to work with an intimate cohort of like-minded people as Coach Kelly guides you towards creating the change that will unleash your full potential. If you're looking to create an incredible impact and have a positive effect on others, then sign up now for LIFT, the Leadership Impact Forum. For more details and how to register, go to kellyjmobeck.com and get started right away. Leaders don't wait, they create. Welcome back. Did that voice sound familiar? I love that guy's voice. He sounds great. He's amazing. He He's wasn't amazing. as hoarse as I am today, but that's okay. <laughs> So good. We'll just tell on yourself this whole, it probably sounds familiar. Steve is amazing and helps me with, he does our lift teaser, our lift promo that gives you guys the value every episode on, on our lift program and helps me help you stay engaged with opportunities in front of you. So Thank you, Steve. I am My so pleasure. grateful. Yeah. I'm it's, such, it's such a terrific program. And I, I keep hearing from graduates, people who've, who've taken part of it, how effective it's been for them and how helpful. And so that's really a fantastic service that you're providing. And I encourage everybody to, to go to kellyjmobeck.com and uh, take a look at Lyft. See? 
coffee. Did that sound familiar? Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Once so, in advertising, always in advertising. Sorry. I, know, I know. He's so great. And and I, I want to acknowledge Steve. He has been, you've heard me say this before. I know I've given shout outs, but since I have his undivided attention right now, I cannot thank you, Steve, enough because truly this podcast would not even exist had it not been for Steve pushing me off of a skinny limb to use my words through my voice and um, really encouraged me to have a podcast and is always my go-to for what's working, what's not working and all the things in shifting this and absolutely has helped me toot my horn. And I want to thank you, Steve. You're amazing. You are amazing. <laughs> my pleasure, Kelly. I, you know, look, all the benefit I've received from talking with you. I, I figured why keep that to myself? We need to encourage you to get out and help other people. And you've done that an amazing job with this podcast. It's uh, you are helping so many people and it's so gratifying to, to see your gifts shared with a much wider audience. Thank you. Thank you. So you guys are going to want to stay connected with Steve period done. And I promise you this, all of his contact info is in the show notes and it is on my website. So you will be able to stay connected. If any of you are challenged with tooting your own horn, getting really clear about, you know, who I am and what I do and how do I talk about that in a way that is effective, getting out of your own way and being willing to practice. Steve is your guy. He is your guy. So I highly encourage you stay connected with him. He is a tremendous resource and, and coach for people to really be able to talk about themselves in a way that creates impact. True story, hundred percent. So yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So my promise to you is all his information is, is in the show notes. It, it's on the website and stay connected. The books that Steve referenced, I will put those in as well because they are they're great. And he broke some of it down for us, you know, right here. He's sort of like our <laughs> cliff notes, <laughs> Steve's notes, <laughs> right? It's, uh, yeah. It's, I, I kind of decided I was going to try and read more books. And then you get to the point where you're reading so many, I can't recall. So I started I, taking notes and reviewing them and it's, it's, it's helpful in that regard. And, I love it. I'm, I'm going to start calling it Steve's notes. I really yeah. am. I love that. Yeah. And as a marketing person, of course, you were mentioning my contact information. I kept it as simple as possible. The mm -hmm. website, stevedomeyer.com and Hi. email is steve at stevedomeyer.com. So as long as you're Great. spelling my last name correctly, D-O-M-I-E-R, there's no worries getting a hold of me. Excellent. Thank you. And see simplicity. I love that. I love that. Steve, thank you so much for being here and dropping all this wisdom and, and tools for our listeners. Cause I guarantee there were mad notes being taken on this episode. And I want to thank you again for all your contributions. My pleasure, Kelly. Thanks so much. Yes. All right. You guys, this is the year to trust your natural knowing and getting to know your authentic self can take some time. You don't have to do it all in one day, but you do get to practice, right? Remember, we get to trust that more will be revealed. Take pauses, be kind to yourself, lean into your champion, trust your purpose, and that you are contributing to something bigger than yourself, because that's when you really are living fully the best version of you. So I want to say thank you for listening today. I know there was massive value for you in owning your worth and being able to talk about it as you move through your day. 
widening your networks, being able to share your gifts with people in a way that they want to share them as well. I really would love to hear what you're creating along the way as you practice this. So as always, any questions you want to address, you can leave them on the website and uh, there's a way to connect. You can record it. You can send me an email. Just let me know what's happening and we'll address them on the podcast. Any questions that you guys have, please check out Lyft. There are only a couple more weeks to jump in with this incredible group of lifters and you want to be one. Registration is open and you can find that on the website. Let's stay connected. KellyJMobeck.com and also on Instagram at Kelly Mobeck. Also our new Facebook group, Impact Growth Community, where we are dropping in wisdom every single week and things to support you in taking the lead in your life. So you know what? Have a great week ahead. And if it's not shaping up the way you want it to, you know what to do. Take the lead and create a fantastic one. I'll talk with you all next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Be Honest Before We Start Pretending. For more resources on taking the lead in your life, head over to kellyjmobeck.com and connect with me on Instagram at Coach Kelly Mobeck. If this episode was helpful for you, please feel free to share it with friends, rate and review it on iTunes. That's Apple Podcasts now. And at any time, feel free to connect with me and let me know what you want to hear next or what you're working on. I'm happy to help. Thanks again for listening. And here's to you taking the lead in your life.